how multi-skilled I am. I can do anything and everything. You have that kind of leader. You have that kind of leader. And there's nothing, there's nothing that is away from me. I can give haircuts, I can give the shop a shape of, I even use the powder, you know the powder? I even do the hand thing, you know? The barber's hand is always like this. I do that, I do everything, trust me. It's gonna be one of the best trims ever. Barbin. Ah, you've never seen James so excited, right? Dr. Alicia says she drinks it every morning. Dr. Alicia, cheers to you. It's Friday morning. Hope you got yours. This is a remedy for everything. I somehow even believe this thing makes you lose weight. I don't know why. I somehow believe this thing makes you lose weight. So, ladies, you know when you say lose weight, all of you are onto it. Every lady in this world, apart from Pastor Karima, wants to lose weight. Pastor Karima is on the other side of the, of the scale. She's running, running towards fat and oil. This lady only eats Haribo and, um, and pig, piglets. There's some strange things she eats. Piglets. Have you ever heard of sweets called piglets? The other day she came with something called pencils. <laughs> I'm not joking. She sat down to listen to the word and she was eating pencils and Haribo's. And then she wonders why she can't gain weight. Then there's one sweet called drumstick. Drumstick, as in not chicken drumstick. It's just called drumstick and she'll be chewing drumstick. These things amaze me. Tell me, is there a simple science to gaining weight but eat food? Eat food. Simple science to gaining weight. Eat food, but no. She's like, oh, I don't know what's wrong with my body. And then she's chewing pencils and eating Haribo. What? <laughs> what do you think? You think you're going to gain weight from eating that? No way. One thing I do know, all the ants in the world cannot wait for Karima's blood to spill. All the ants and all the bugs in the world, they're hiding somewhere praying that the God of sugar will cut Karima's hand, let her blood spray everywhere. Ah, come and see feast. <laughs> okay. Then she, why P.O.? I know my jokes can be very scary sometimes. Like, is he joking or, or what is that? It's been an amazing week, Friday. Um, once I leave you guys, I'm going to set an exam on, uh, what is it? Controlling health and social care, that kind of thing. Let me read my thing. It's like a health and social care exam that I'm taking to get a certificate that allows me to work or allows me to give advice and consult on construction sites. It gives me that power. Let's just put it that way. Um, I've been up all night. I went to bed at 7 a.m. Just preparing. Are you taking a course? Or yes, I am. Yes, I am. My notebook. My notebook. So, what book do I have to promote to you guys today, this morning? For all you guys that I know you're not going to read anyway. So, here you are. 
Hey, you're not gonna read it anyway. So there you go. You're not gonna read it anyway. I fear no black man with books. Y'all don't read. The rise of the Islamic states. It is talking about the revolution of the Sunni Islams, Muslims, the Sunni Muslims, and their revolution into becoming ISIS. So you know what? I share it with you guys. No way I was looking into this. You were not looking into it, sir. <laughs> you were not looking into it. No. Don't borrow your books. Rule 101 of building a library. Well, you can because you live in the house, so that's fine. You're not going anywhere. Rule 101 of building a library. Do not borrow your books. They never come back. Pastor Faye this, and Pastor Alex are the highest book robbers in the world. There are books that I'm waiting for from them that they've taken from me. Pio has marked all his books with pink highlighter. Yes. So that if I catch it in someone's library one day, they can't try to fool me that they somehow were interested in the revolution of ISIS. <laughs> there's no way. I know. This. No, no. You're not going to. That's how Alistair tricked me one day. They said, oh, yeah, they really they knew about this book. They ordered it. I know it's my book, Alex. Dark money. Dark money is mine. Alex and Pastor Faye. Dark money is my book. I buy my book, sir. Mm -hmm. Dark money is mine. And yeah, Google the title. It's an amazing book, by the way. Where is that man they call Pastor Arthur? Is he not up this morning? I'm usually awaiting his mad comments by now. No? Okay. He's not up yet. Okay, quickly just tell me what wake-up club you're a part of. Okay, if you're like me, just say 24 hours still going. But give me your time, sleep time, please. Don't make up crazy stuff. I will know, depending on who it is. Dr. Maddie, 6 a.m. wake up. Whoa. Hannah, 5.30. These clubs are strong. Sam KB, 7 a.m. crew. I think you are trading. That's good. 6 a.m. crew. Go goodness. Thomas, 6 a.m. Raw. Pastor Raycon, 24 hours still going. That's not true, sir. That's not true. That's not true, sir. Anais, 2 a.m. club. Anais is strong, man. Sandra, 6 a.m. Uh -uh. No, wait. 5, no. Amelia, 6. Hey, my girl is on. Aliyah Gordon. Aliyah, where have you been? 6.30, Aliyah, Pastor Emma, 7 a.m. club. But you hardly even slept. You slept at 3. Don't do this thing to yourself, you know. Only one of us should be carrying gray hair, please. Don't do this thing to yourself. Minute Angela, 6 a.m. Zoe, 6. Phaedra, 5.30. Angie, 6. Sam, 6. Whoa. Charlie, 1.45. Your lies know no bounds. Magician Pastor Ayo 5.30, Chris 7, whoa, Sam KB 2am, no, 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 Sam, you didn't do 2am, oh, you're talking about Anais, right? 5am with Pastor Faye, James, James, 
Pastor Seth, six forty-five. Seth, are you trying to um, are you trying to bring yourself back into the six thirty? Because you woke up late yesterday, right? Abby three. What's going on? What happened in Love House, um, Pastor Mariam? What happened in Love House? What are you trying to do to them? Hmm? Pastor Bear is seven. <laughs> so Leah tells me she's been at work. I'm just trying to make sure I get all your wake ups. Jaden, 3 a.m. club. That is another lie. Why are you following Charlie to be lying now? These are the men that I wake up from there in their room. I knocked on Jaden and Charlie's bedroom. Before I went to bed, I opened their bedroom and they were snoring. Bookie, 6 a.m., which is technically 5, 5 a.m. here in London. Amazing. Seth says, I did, sir. Seth, you slipped two days ago. You slipped up. You did 7 a.m. You're usually a 6 or 6.30 person. What happened? Get your clock sorted out. Get your clock sorted out, please. We need you back firing, back on form. We need you back on form. Pastor Seth is the only person that says to me, Hey, P.O., I'm coming to see you, and just never turns up. It's one of the most amazing tricks anyone can do. It's like she's trying to learn some, I don't know what she's playing at. She's like, oh, yes, sir, I'm going to see you tomorrow. Tomorrow. Nah. No, and, and she was never seen that day. You know when they say that thing? And she was seen never that no more or something like that. Nope, that's Seth. Yes, sir. Bon, I messaged you. Well, I'm on route today, getting ready. <laughs> I'm, I don't understand what you read there, but I got there. I'm on route, getting ready. I'm not going to hold my breath. I'll be in my room. I think you just meet my chair and my table. Mm. It's so interesting, the human body is like, you drink something, it used to be nasty, and then when you keep on drinking it, it's like you become addicted to it almost. I can't think of a day without hot water and lemon now. I can't think of a day without it. So I drink lemon tea nearly every day, yeah. Yeah. It's not like Coke, because Coke is already sweet. Yeah, so Coke is already sweet. Oh, today's going to be such an awesome day. So I'm sitting my exam straight after this. I'm going to go into exam mode, block everybody out, sit my paper. My teacher is going to be invigilating the exam online. He's going to be watching me on webcam and making sure that I'm not doing any cheeky stuff. But to be honest with you, it's a very easy exam, so I think I'll be fine. I don't think I'll have any issues. Uh, so, good luck to me, I guess. So, guys, what have you guys been up to? I want to know what's been happening this week. Very quickly, before I get into the word, Pastor Toby speaking about strength. And what's been on my mind has been the strength to carry a vision. The strength to carry a vision has been on my mind. And my thoughts has been, how do leaders remain consistent with a certain vision in their mind how do leaders remain consistent and make sure that their vision doesn't get contaminated and they're just carrying a vision been until the end but there is that strength the burden of that strength to carry that vision 
Pastor Kim says, been on the family page, going, building the family page, going live. And Pastor Kim, I salute you because, like I said, six weeks of lockdown. And I think you're one of the few people who gained a valuable skill during the lockdown. Um, I think another person I know, of course, is Pastor Emma. And uh, maybe a few of you guys did, but six weeks of building your value and i really respect that pastor kim i really do um one thing we can never have enough of especially in the pulse family is creatives we need more creatives we need more designers uh people like pastor Debo who stay up till 2 3 a.m working on design material we need more people who can contribute to that space there is never any, 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 any saturation in any space. Don't worry about it. If you have an inkling or if you have a passion to get into a space, follow your heart, follow your passion, get into that space. Don't be afraid of hard work and pick up something that you couldn't do before. Remember, what did we speak about last time? We said you are, you're not too young to lead, right? Don't let anyone look down on you because of your age. And so for that reason, don't stop reading, don't stop learning, don't stop making yourself better, don't stop reading the word, don't say, oh yeah, I've read the Bible cover to cover, get in the word, get into training yourself, be used to constantly pushing yourself forward, okay, you're not too young and you're not old, so push yourself, take yourself to that next level, it's a mark of leadership to make sure that in any scope or space that you're in, you know more or you know enough okay very very important again i said to you another thing with leadership and remember that this is our pen and pen and pad session another thing with leadership is how you carry yourself in your mind and we're going to get into that today so how you carry yourself in your mind i said to you that when i come down to my office every morning i have already in my mind what i think should depart the future pastor O should look like in leading a nation or leading a country or whatever you want to use the word whatever word you want to use but i don't just see myself as dealing with family affairs as gold house or family affairs as paul's family i see it as dealing with national affairs now how can you transform the little issues that you go through now into national issues? Because it is the consistency of dealing with the little issues that promotes you to national issues, right? So I would speak to someone like a Pastor Ayo, who is a photographer. It's a field that seemingly is difficult to get clients and things like that. Okay, now do you understand that as a president, you're also asked to build departments or, or to build sectors sectors of your country sectors that don't have much funding sectors that are not really looked at but one of the great things of running a presidential campaign or one of the great things of running a tenure as a president is improving areas that were so seemingly on um, not performing so well yeah so underachieving areas of your country so it would be how do I transform certain things? I need you guys to start getting the passion for taking something from underachieving to excelling. I need you to get the passion for, for taking something from underachieving to excelling. Okay, so you're bold to not just get into things that are working, but you're bold to challenge things in your life, things in your house things in your family that don't look like they're seemingly working that well, 
okay and again i will always like to stress to you the the grace and the 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 blessing that you have with sewing because what sewing does is it helps you pay attention to something that is very important in life it's called finance everybody should have the skill of finances everyone every leader should have the skill of finances meaning you look at your house and you say this house makes 2k a month and right now we're functioning on 2k but it's not enough we're functioning on 2k is not enough it's not enough to live a kind of life that we want to live it's not enough for us to enjoy life to the to the or the quality of life that we want to achieve or we want to take part in is not enough so you go back to the drawing board with who? With your administrator, your house administrator, your, your house financier, your house accountant. You go back to the drawing board and you decide, we have people, how do we raise more money? Now remember that finances are, because we're going to do a simple econ um, economic, uh, what do you call it, equation. Finances are tied to the number of people. Okay, so financial power is tied to human resources. So when, if, you're, if you're a house leader, then you need to ask yourself, how many hands in my house are occupied? How many hands in my house are occupied doing something? That's how you raise the financial power of your house. It is easy. It is not taking out anything crazy. You don't need to go into a loan bank. You don't need to go. You just need to get those hands busy. Okay, you just need to get those hands busy. So what I will say to you, if, if, there are, if there are three people in your house who are not engaged in any activity, it's going to affect the GDP of your house. Okay, is that, is that clear? It's going to affect the GDP of your house. So financial education is the number one trait every modern leader has to have because the main illness of today's world is finances. The main illness of today's life and world is finances. Yes, we become doctors. Yes, we become pharmacists. Yes, we become musicians. Yes, we become footballers. Yes, we become businessmen. But everybody and all those class fields is always speaking about money. Let's not ignore the subject of life that we should all be talking about, which is money. So how do I increase my GDP is get my hands busy. And now, once you've gotten your hands busy, let's say you've reached that place where your house is fully, it's, it's in full power of operation. Okay? Now remember that every president comes to sit under his seat every morning and the first paper they give him is the unemployment list. Because if, if he can curb the curve of unemployment in his nation, in his country, spending will increase. If he can get more people employed in his country, spending increases, meaning more revenue into the country. Meaning, guess what? If Coca-Cola wants to start a company in Nigeria or start a company in, in Japan, they're going to choose the country with the most people who have spending power. They're not going to pick the country based on technology or pick the country based on how nice their faces are it's going to be a business decision and if it's going to be a business decision it's going to be down to how many people have spending power in that country and then they see if it's worth them opening a plant there if it's worth them opening a factory there 
Are you guys following me this morning? So how do I first deal with finances in my house or in my group? Maybe it's, maybe it's a group of you. Maybe you're a group of friends and you kind of work together or something. You're in a company together. How do I increase the finances in my company? I need to make sure all hands are firing at full performance. I need to make sure that all hands are on deck so every hand is in use and at full performance. The moment I have one unemployed, two unemployed, two or three hands that are not in full performance, it affects the financial power of my company, of my project, of my house, of my fellowship. It affects everything. So unemployment is one of the biggest issues of this world. And so, you know, one of the most powerful things that we have in the nation, we have something called Zuriel. It's one of the most powerful companies in the nation, actually, because it deals with recruitment. It deals with the matching of people to jobs. So actually, the man who is most sought after is the person who's able to bridge jobs and opportunities to people. I need you to understand that as leaders, one of the main prime things you should be doing as a leader is matching people to opportunities or matching people to jobs, making sure that your house is in full effect and in full performance. So what did I do? Um, a week ago, I went on the phone, I called my dad. My dad, 40 years working for the United Nations. In the 40 years plus working with the United Nations, my dad has worked with the World Bank. My dad has worked with UNICEF. He's worked with UNDP. He's worked with WFP. He's worked with all of them, actually. He's worked with the Commonwealth. My dad has worked with so many um, United Nations agencies. And what he does is he does monitoring and evaluation, meaning he actually goes to failing projects in the UN and he revives failing projects by assessing their ability to manage manpower to opportunities. So that's what my dad does or that's what he did. Now, wisdom like that should not go failing. It should not go missing. It should not go to waste. Wisdom like that should not go to waste. So I woke up one morning and I said, someone needs to, I need to be able to pour this wisdom into somebody. I called my dad and I said, Dad, I need you to teach everything you know about monitoring and evaluation and results-based management. I need you to teach everything you know to Pastor Neona. And my dad said, who's Neona? I said, you, you've seen her before, sir. You've spent some time with her before. But I'd like you to create a program and put her in training. So for the next two weeks, Pastor Neona spends Wednesdays and Fridays on behalf of my company, actually, she spends Wednesdays and Fridays sitting down with my dad, going through a training. And she came back yesterday telling me everything she's learned in the training and how she can apply it to the company. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I kid you not, we're actually financially seeing the benefit of the training. She was able to spot someone in her family who had an opportunity and put that to work. So, guys, understand that you can actually raise the value of people in order for finances to improve. So let's just say that you've already put someone into a work. Now, don't just stop at putting someone into a work. Don't just stop at putting someone into an opportunity. Don't just stop at you putting yourself into a work or you putting yourself into an opportunity. Take the next level and improve that human resource. 
improve that person, put that person into a training, raise their value. Raise their value. Put that person into a training and raise their value. So it is the raising of value that you should be concerned with as a leader in this time. You should always be thinking value. Don't look at the person's smile. Don't look at the person's skin. Get, ask God for discernment to allow you to look at potential. Look, allow God for discernment to allow you to see potential in people so that you can raise people. Are you with me? Are you with me this morning? So, the prime objective for me then was that Neona's um, level of work had to increase and she started, she started coming back with some interesting things and that actually has financially benefited us actually. And I believe her training ends in two weeks time or something like this. But it is the consciousness of improving a human resource within the company that has brought us benefit. And to be honest with you, the, the immediate thing that made for us was about £2,000 from a client who's worth about £10,000 a month. So that was, that was a financial gain from a wisdom decision. A financial gain from a discernment decision. Don't ignore hands around you, friends around you, opportunities around you. Don't ignore them. Those of you who are professionals, you might be wondering, how do I raise, sir? How do I raise my spending ability? If you're a professional, be concerned with those who you lead. Because already your workplace may not directly give you a better contract. But guess what? You lead other people you can put into opportunities by raising them in the word you can put them into certain things and by raising those people you can have access to greater spending power who said that it actually has to be your body enjoying the spending it can be opportunities it can be it can be finances that you've just plugged someone else through but that person is someone who's directly under you I need you guys to start thinking leadership, start thinking people, and start thinking selfless. Start making selfless decisions because selfless decisions lead to wealth. It leads to money. It leads to prosperity. Very, very simple, selfless decisions. Now, I could have I said, no, dad, you need to teach me, 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 me. But I realized that my body has a capacity. I've still got to sit here in the morning and make sure I'm leading this, make sure the boys are firing, make sure Pastor Kevin and Pastor Ray and all the boys are firing where they're supposed to be. I've still got to sit down and make sure all those things are going on. So I don't have the, uh, the, the time to take advantage of such an opportunity. So as soon as she comes back, what am I doing? I'm plugging her back into the training hall again. I think I've already put out a Prince 2 training for her to, to make sure that, hey, we're a growing company. We're gonna have access to bidding for projects. So I actually need someone who knows project management and knows how to bid. Knows how to bid for projects, knows how to look at a two million pound project in the council for security services or whatever services and sit down and propose to the council how we are efficient and excellent enough to do the services. So guys, I want you to look around you. 
your environment, your houses, spat nation, everything around you. God has set you up to be a world leader. Why? Because God has given you people. The conversation is you right now. God has given you people. Can you, do you have the, 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 the selflessness and the discipline to sit down and say to yourself, P.O., I want to raise another leader because I realize that my spending power is capped because it's only my two hands in the harvest field. It's only my two hands at the harvest. And God is not restricting you from taking at the harvest, but you're capped to two hands. But what about a PO? If a PO walks into the harvest field with 10 people, that's times two more hands than you or so. What happens? He's able to gather more, not because he knows more. So I ask you to think about things like this. The process of gathering at harvest, is it down to how wise you are? Is it down to, actually, let me not use that word. Is it down to how intelligent you are? Is it down to how many degrees you have? Is it down to how many school, how much school time in school you've been in? Is it down to how rich your parents were? It is down to this, the wisdom which is he who wins a soul is wise. Now, this is not even where I wanted to go this morning, so I don't even know how I've ended up in this, but I just think I'm speaking to someone who's probably been thinking about, so how do I deal with money issues and money matters in my life or in my house or in my unit or in Spirit Nation or whatever capacity you feel you have a leadership hand over? How do I deal with money issue in that capacity? If it's in your company, look for how many idle hands do you have? You know, you can have people who are employed, but they're not actually being put to use. How many idle hands do you have? So there's this country called China. Now, China as a nation was a third world nation not too long ago, actually. Some tens of years ago now, they were a third world nation. They were so poor that they capped people from having more than one child because the ratio of spending to the ratio of people wasn't matching up. There weren't opportunities, there was no money distribution, but there was a lot of people and so there was a lot of hunger, a lot of poverty. But what China realized is their key into the now world is actually the people that they have. Excuse me. The key into the now world is actually the people that they have. So they got to work on those people, training those people, putting those people to use. Do you know what they started doing? They started passing laws in China. They started passing laws that encouraged their people to have advantage over foreigners. So I'll just show you how you can translate this into your life because there are some very, very strict rules you give yourself sometimes that limit you. you. There's some strict rules you give yourself that actually limit you. Things like, I think I'm too big to do this. Who the hell are you? If you need experience and running around doing a, uh, running around doing a bee delivery on a bee delivery bike is what you need to get discipline and that discipline is what's going to promote you to something else, then, my friend, you better be riding that bike. So some, most of the times what we do in our community is we create some 
some barriers, we create some, some laws to ourselves overestimating ourselves and so we, we, we cut down our ability or we make it harder for us to actually grow. China started passing laws to help their own locals. Laws like this. You can't start a company in China without having a Chinese local on board. So I hear you guys starting the now woman and you're starting all these nice enterprises. And yo, black people starting nice businesses in London. Listen, in China, if there's no Chinese woman on the now woman board, if there's no Chinese man on, on mental matter, you're not starting no company. Because they know you're going to make money and they're adamant one of their people has to be there. It is actually a law. Now, it's, it's, they also passed a law where in Chinese prisons, actually, their prisoners actually are the people who build. No, 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 no. They don't put people in jail and stabbing themselves in jail. No. Actually, when I went to Kenya, let me tell you guys the story. When I went to Kenya, there is a village that is known for having the highest purity of gold. And the, the complaint of the, the, the mayor of that village or the, 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 the politician, the MP, let's just say, of that town, his complaint is that village is no longer Kenyan. And when you go there, you start seeing a lot of mixed race kids. They are half Chinese and half Kenyan. And do you know what happened? Chinese people went down to that village, big Chinese gold companies, and instead of them to mine, they got all the prisoners in China and they said to the prisoners, now you can serve your country either by sitting in a jail cell or you're gonna serve your country by jumping on this plane, flying down and have your freedom built, built for us, built for your country. And so a swarm of Chinese people come into Kenya to build and to mine gold. But guess what they're doing? They're also falling in love with the local Kenyan. <laughs> I know it's funny, right? They're also falling in love with the local Kenyan and they're having kids. And all of a sudden, they're pioneering a new country within a country without the permission of that country. So the wealth and the finances is coming back to China because it's their people who are building and all of a sudden, China's getting bigger, China's getting stronger. There is apple in China that's not made by apple. Why? Because they set laws in the country that allow you to copyright. Let's just use that word. Let's just be honest and use that word. Have you ever seen a country that has a fake Goldman Sachs? There's a Goldman Sachs in China. It's not Goldman Sachs. There's a Land Rover, Range Rover, Land Rover in China. It's not Range Rover, Land Rover. <laughs> Amazing. Apple is there. Starbucks is there, but it's not really Starbucks. Starbucks, the real Starbucks, has not ever, ever opened one store in China, but there's Starbucks in China. A Chinese guy just went, did the Starbucks logo and said, Starbucks is here, guys. There's McDonald's there, yes, Pastor Emma. There's McDonald's there, but guess what? McDonald's have never ever put their flag on China. Some Chinese guy just goes, hey guys, I've done McDonald's. I'm rich. I'm a billionaire. How did you become a billionaire? The country created 
laws to give opportunities to their people. Simple. So you don't need to have some mad brainy idea in China. You just need to be Chinese and then say, hmm, I'm going to start Rolex. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to start Rolex. And you're allowed. You're not going to jail for nothing. Because if Rolex dare open their mouth to the Chinese government, China, Chinese government, Chinese government are the only government in this world that have 200 billionaires. If you've ever watched that documentary I told you guys to watch about money on Netflix, you will see that the Chinese government in their, in their parliament, they have 200 billionaires sitting in parliament. In China, you don't become an MP because, oh, I just, I just love kids, so I'm going to uh, want to become an MP to support kids. No one cares if you love kids, my friend. Do you have money? Chinese, polis, pol, pol, um, Chinese parliament is filled with 200 billionaires. So guess what? The prime minister of China, he's a billionaire as well. When he comes there to set laws, he's speaking to 200 other billionaires and he's telling them, do this, do that, do this, do that. Why do you guys think they advance so quickly? I'm going to send the documentary into the group chat. Whereas here in London, how many millionaires do you have in your parliament, guys? Not billionaires. How many millionaires do you have in your parliament? Uh-uh. I don't know. I don't think you've even got one. Talk this of billionaire. <laughs> don't even talk about billionaire. You see, one of the powerful things Donald Trump did, as crazy as people think he is, as soon as Donald Trump came into power, he just hired all his billionaire friends. His advisor, the Secretary of State, was a billionaire. The guy used to be the director of Chevron, which is a massive oil company. He started hiring billionaires to join the ruling power party. The Republicans, he started hiring all his billionaire friends. He brought them in because he wanted one fight. This is the fight against China. He wanted just one fight. So I'm showing you how, yes, don't listen to, when people are saying things about money and finance and wealth, I need you to understand you need to be financially literate in this time and in this world. You have to be in order to take the fight to the world. You have to be. And so I'm going to go back. I was going to read a psalm, but no, the Lord has just set me on this, so I'm just going to finish on this. I'm going to read back what I led for prayer which was James chapter 5 and I spoke about Elijah because I believe the Paul's family is a family of prophets it's a family of prophets like Pastor Toby said not Pastor Onion, Pastor Toby said okay by the way, the Lord said through Pastor Toby so if you just follow me to James chapter 5 and let's reread this look at what the scripture says because we have to open the scripture for us to be confident about the things that I speak he says in verse 16, let me just start from verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other. I'm reading from the NIV. You can open another version if you think that it's, this, it's got something there that I should pay attention to. Please just um, bring my attention to that. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Not healed of, I choose to believe this is not healed of leprosy. <laughs> I choose to believe this is financial healing. Amen. That's just me. Yeah, so pray for me and when I confess to you guys at any point, you're just praying for me to be healed financially. That's all. 
Hopefully, I don't even need the prayer. But I'm not thinking of this as leprosy healing. I don't. Anyway, sure. Let's not go there. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Verse 17. Look at this. Elijah was a human being. Even as we are, he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, verse 18, and the heavens gave rain and the earth did what? Produced its crops. Guys, the one prayer Elijah spent three years doing was a financial prayer. Who painted us the picture that Elijah is this powerful, raggedy prophet? When he's not. The one thing Elijah needed to get in order to challenge the prophets of Baal, to challenge all of Jezebel's men, to challenge all of Jezebel's people, was finances. He spent three years praying for the markets to drop, the markets to fall. When he said he withheld the rain, the market just dried up everything the, the price of wheat the price of grain the price of bitcoin the price of everything dropped to the point where elijah was able to invest where god's people are able to invest everything shrank the whole economy shrank those who were powerful started to shut down vapianos of this world costas of this world but in his time other evil men had to close up business because Elijah's just shrunk the economy in prayer. And then he's prayed again and the earth has produces his crops. Rain comes down, the markets pick up again. Now to the favor of Elijah, he can get involved in world affairs now. And now he's now that the market has picked up, Elijah presents himself. He's now able to challenge the thousands, the hundreds of, of, of Jezebel's People, remember I took you to that first Kings, where it said that these prophets, 400 of the prophets of Baal, 800 of the prophets of Ashraf, and these were the prophets funded by Jezebel. Financially, they were the prophets, another version said these were the prophets that Jezebel supported. How do I bring myself to relevance in a nation or in a world or in a house or in a town or in a anything? I need to be able to have a financial power. Simple. Financial literacy is the number one thing every leader should be learning. Yes, I can design leaflets. That is nice. Yes, I can design flyers. That is beautiful. But God gives you the opportunity through the sowing of seed to be concerned about money. You know, there's some of you that just think, I'm not a money person, I'm not concerned about money. But why seed exists is so that you can be concerned about money. That's why it's there. So that you can be concerned about, okay, how do I increase myself in this thing? Because if God doesn't give you something to be concerned about financials, finances on, the world will continue to beat you on that game. The world will continue to get people, invest in them, and blow up. China blew up. Oh my God, China became powerful. China is powerful. Then guess what happened? All the countries who ignored people, who were looking for money, all the nations who ignored people, who were looking for money, Africa, they went to China and they said, please, we need money. And China said, hey, here you go. Take it in abundance. Just give us more people.
Yeah, take it, take it, take it. Just give us this. Take it, take it, just give us this. Because they've managed to turn and flip the economic equation, sorry. The economic equation, they've now flipped it and they're finally now converting money into people. That is the economic um, equation. From the beginning of time, do you remember in the time of Abraham where money was sheep, money was cattle? So I'm looking at you guys today, this morning, and I'm just saying, yes, you want to be world leaders, you want to be leaders of change, but I need you guys to get concerned about a house. It can either be the house which you present to yourself every day, which is your body, yourself, your life. Maybe you're at that level. That's fine. I'm not saying it's a bad level. That's fine. So if it is about yourself, your body, your you, if that's the only scope of leadership you have, start there. Start there. Become concerned. Some of you guys forgot about the souls you were raising. During this lockdown, you just said, oh, there's no need to talk to this person anymore. Don't be fooled. Because you, could have, you can convert those people to opportunity if you keep on working, working, working on those souls. Working on those souls. You keep on working to the point where you've got another Eben, you've got another Pastor Emma, you've got another um, Sandra or whatever you, person, um, whichever of you guys. The concern will always be your literacy to the language the world is speaking now. Let's quickly go to Daniel. Literacy. Remember, I've been using the word financial literacy. Let's quickly go to Daniel. And let's remember something. And I'll show you this thing in Daniel before I leave you. And go do my exam. <laughs> Look at what happened to Daniel here. For all of you guys who are so scared of books. <laughs> it says here, the king, let me read, I read from Daniel chapter 1, and I'm going to read from verse 3. It said, then the king ordered Asphenaz, Ashphenaz, chief of his court officials, to bring into the king's service to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility, young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them what? He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. Now, if you take this scripture to modern day, where let's just let's just let's just honestly say to ourselves, English is spoken almost everywhere, right? So we can't now in, we can't now translate this verse here to be oh, it's the Babylonian tongue. So. Just we can't now say it's English or it's Arabic. We can't translate it to that. We have to translate it to what, what Babylonians were solving at that time. He was to teach them the language and literature of Babylonians. What made Babylonians powerful and famous? He has to now teach them that language. 
What is that language called today, guys? It is called finance. Everything is connected to it. Every world, every billboard you see in the fashion world is connected to it. Everything is connected to it. But now he has to teach Daniel and his men the language of financial literacy. The language of finance, the language of money. That is what is what's happening here. The king had to teach that. <sighs> but then I want to take you very quickly down to what happened there. Then to verse 17, when God actually blessed these guys, it says, To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. Okay. Okay. Think, guys. Do you think when God blessed them with all kinds of literature and learning, Pastor Kareem, if you help me switch off that heating. Do you think when God gave them the knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning, God was teaching them Arabic? Was God teaching them English? Was God teaching them Spanish? How have you been reading the scripture? Was God teaching them Mandarin? No. God was giving them the language of many nations who are in problems. Who are in issues. These are the languages of nations. This is what do those nations talk about the most. So I've resolved in my heart, God, during prayer, during the fasting and prayer, God told me the language that Africa has been trying to understand, the writing on the wall that Africa has been trying to understand, a, the new language that came out to Africa that for a long time they're still trying to understand. Do you know what God said to me? He said, on you go and understand how to solve fraud. It's massive. Millions and billions stolen online in Nigeria, Ghana, many countries in Africa. It's, an, it's even a career to some people. He said, forget about learning how to trade only. Don't do learning how to trade. Take yourself to the next level of finance. What Daniel would have done in Africa is he would have come to make plain to Nebuchadnezzar how to solve fraud. And all of a sudden, the whole blockchain things started making sense. And now I'm developing a software for that. What I'm working on now is developing a software for that language that Nebuchadnezzar over there is crying. I can see the writing, but I don't know what it is. And Daniel could understand what? Verse 17. Understanding all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. Guys, this affirms that God did not teach Daniel English. God did not teach Daniel Chinese, Mandarin. He did not teach Daniel Punjabi. He taught him how to translate issues, problems that nations were speaking as a language. When nations would gather, they would speak their issue. They would speak their problem. When nations would gather to speak to Solomon, what did they used to say? Oh, great and powerful Solomon, king of kings. Lord of Lords. That's how they used to address Solomon. They don't know any wiser. Your wisdom knows no bounds. So we have come with the language of our nation. We want to know how to create ink. 
We want to know the mystery behind alchemy, gold. We want to know how to produce ships, how to travel. Our nation has so much problems with transportation. And Solomon will just go, okay, yeah, 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 just speak to da, 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 da. He will um, sort things out there for you. He has the type of wood. You see, the problem with your nation is you guys don't have the archaea wood. That archaea wood floats very well. <laughs> the guy just understands how to translate national issue national languages china clocked it all my days were poor because we're not putting our people to use we're poor because all these other nations they have poor people but they've been using their people okay now guys quick 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 quick, quick. stop training our people start training them yeah i get it we got loads of farmers no farmers is not what we need that now we need engineers Farmers is not what we need right now. We need scientists. And then they start training people. Putting, they start releasing things like um, free university grants in China. Just poor people were just getting into uni anyhow. Why? The government was just intent on, I need to train people. I need to raise the value of these guys. If not, they're just going to be as good as sheep and dogs. You can just kill them. So... That qualified Daniel to get into the service of the king. Daniel became a billionaire. How many of you guys know Daniel was a billionaire? Daniel then became a billionaire. Why? Because he understood the language of the Babylonians. And he understood not just their language. Remember, it said God then gave him, he could understand visions and dreams. So he could understand all languages. So when a new language came to Babylon that they didn't understand. It was a new issue. Like Pastor Toby said, it was just saying, mene, mene, whatever, whatever, whatever. Now, Daniel just looked at it and said, that's what it means. That's it. Whatever he says it is, is what it is. If someone is crying out, how do we solve fraud? The wise man who comes to just say, this is how we solve fraud. We do this. Everyone just go, oh my days, you're so right. They don't know any wiser. They're like kids. So they're not going to go, uh-uh, no, nah, no, nah, it's not possible. You... You will not know. You're just going to say, yeah, 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 that's what we're doing. So guys, I want you guys to understand something now. Be passionate about solving these problems, but how are you going to do it if you're concerned about being financially literate? How do I get wise, Pastor? Can someone find for me, he who wins the soul is wise? What scripture is that? I want to end there, 1030. Can someone find for me that scripture? Because now you want to know, how do I operate like these nations, P.O.? I know, okay, P.O., I'm not a family head. I'm not even a department head. But I'm concerned about my financial literacy. I don't feel like I'm, con I'm in control as much in that area. And I don't think I've got enough passion. And then I just say, thank you, Pastor Shante. So is that Proverbs 11? Proverbs 11 is still there. Proverbs 11 verse 30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and the one who is wise saves lives. I like that. The one who is wise saves lives. What's the version of he who wins the soul is wise? I like that wins the soul as well. I might, that might be NKJV. Thank you, Pastor Shante, for that. 
Have you found it? Favorite scripture. That's like a soul snatcher scripture, isn't it? It's powerful. NKJV. Is it NKJV, Pastor? Uh, okay, don't worry, don't worry. That's right, don't worry. So if you read that in as many versions as possible, private message it to me. Okay, it's the NKJV. Thank you. Um, private message it to me so that I can just meditate on it as well. So I leave you with this. China stumbled across a wisdom. They realized that their people were their value. Do you value yourself? Don't be, don't say those things the world says, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough, Lord. Oh, Lord, I'm just not, I'm not worthy. I'm not. Don't do those things. Don't do those things. You're of value. You are of value. Now, submit yourself to the Lord. What does that mean? Submit yourself to your family head. If you don't know your value anymore, if, you're, if you are not aware of your value level, because the family head is the chief trader. Your family head is the chief trader. If you don't know your value, submit yourself to your family head and he will teach you your value. He will show you how much you are worth to be able to invest in a new soul and how much you need to grow to be able to invest in more souls and raise your value. He will show you. Does this sound strange to you? Please, adopt it. There's so many of you guys that you don't know that all I did for you, all APO did for you, all I really did for you was I just showed you your value. I didn't do anything mad like that. I, I just know how to spot value. I think the only gift I took out of trading is I know how to spot value. God just gave me the discernment to look at someone and they can have a billion tattoos on their face. I don't care. God just gave me the eye to know there's value in this bloke. There's value in this lady. Bring her close. Invite her. So when I do things like, Pastor Seth, come down and you don't turn up. That's your own wahala. When I do things like, hey, can you come down and just have a chat? Come with me. I'm just looking, I've seen a value and what I'm just trying to do is raise that value so that you can then understand how to grow your value in others and then continue raising your value. Never disconnect from the family head. He's the chief trader. Those in connect will know. Those in power base will know. He's the chief trader. God just gives the person the ability to know be like this, do this, do this now, don't do that now. It's the raising of value that allows you to have more coins to spend on others, on other opportunities. When I say more coins, I don't mean meaning literal money, but you just have more wisdom to spend on someone and raise them and spend more wisdom to, on something that you're trying to solve and you're raising yourself. I hope I'm not being too complicated with this stuff. He who wins the soul is wise. So the greatest thing I've ever done is connect myself with a chief trader. I think I dedicated my last scope to Pastor Toby and it's just seeming that way again. Someone who's able to spot value and raise value. And that's why Spark Nation works like that in the ranks of leadership because every trader has a portfolio. You can't go to Pastor Toby with my portfolio. It's not possible because he's given that portfolio to me. I know about you more than him. Simple. Yeah, trust me, you can sit next to him and have a good chat with him and laugh and feel 
amazing. But guess who the person managing that portfolio every morning, praying for you every morning, every night, worrying about you? Guess who's managing that portfolio? Me. So that's the, that's the person you've got to be saying, hey, this part seems to be going a bit weird. Is, am I fine? Is everything okay? I'll just say, yeah, it has to go down. We need the value of you to drop there. You're too proud on that side. So we need more humility on that side. And then God can pump in some testimonies for you. And then you can move on. Okay, I hope I've not been too financy this morning. Too financy. But... The aim was to be financy, but we had we read from the word, so we're safe. We read from the scripture, so we're safe. It's ten thirty. Sorry, it's ten thirty. Oh, it's ten forty. <laughs> it's ten forty, guys. Today's scope: lockdown is ending. Have you got your portfolio ready? Is your capital ready? Are you ready for the world? Are you ready to trade? Are you ready? Is Joseph ready? Is Daniel ready? Billionaires in the word. Elijah was a billionaire. Daniel was a billionaire. Joseph was a billionaire. Are you ready? Are you ready? Have you got the world literacy? Do you understand the literacy of this world? I pressed in in prayer till I heard this is the literacy Africa is trying to understand. They're in pain. And I went online. I was typing in fraud in Africa. Did it come and see thousands, millions of videos? Do you know that I even found that the CIA, the FBI and the CIA, they released a new terror list. Can you believe that their terror list, <laughs> there was only like three or five um, Afghanistan all these Islamic people there, there was only like three or five of them. The rest of them were cyber, were fraud, online fraud people. The rest of them were online fraud people on the new terror list. It's like the new terrorist level now is cyber. Thank you, Lord, for revealing that to me. And the Lord will reveal to you too. Once you get passionate about something, he will reveal it to you. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Bookie. He will reveal it to you. And you know, you know where Nigeria is failing. Amongst the ladies, amongst the community, you know. You know. Where Nigeria is just being consumers, they're not producing. You know, ah, oh, this country, why are they just consuming this thing? They're not producing. God says, yeah, because they don't understand. But I can give you the wisdom to understand. Okay, before I sign out, get ready for my class. I actually just double-checked to get my exam. is at 11.30, guys. It's going to be a breeze, man. It's going to be a breeze. I I'm one of those kids in school that look like they don't study, but get A's. That's, that's me. I don't mean to brag. Before they, so, in my times, you guys call us nerds, but now we're, we're the cool people. Nerds become the cool people, right? All those stupid boys that never used to read in school. Where are they now? Jail, dead. <laughs> now we were the nerds they used to laugh at us I was a weird nerd I, I somehow had power with the bad people I think that's bundle bundles the biggest mystery of my school right the biggest mystery of my school was they would see bundles talking to me and taking advice like they'd be thinking okay this is not right he's meant to be a nerd he's like a terrorist what was going on so they always used to ask how do you guys know each other? <laughs> so I think I was a, a very strange nerd man. I had favor with all camps. 
Be a nerd. Make sure you know things. Not, don't be a nerd like Hannah. Hannah can't even say her name. She's so shy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> How do you revise, sir? I, I just crash it. I crash the whole thing. I stay up to like I did last night. I stayed up till seven and I just crashed the whole thing. And then I pray in the spirit for like three hours. And then I say everything that I learned. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I put in good work. I'm always reading. Anyone that knows me, I read. But yeah, yes, I cramming. I, I do the cramming stuff. People like Dr. Alicia, you can't be studying for a doctorate if you don't, if you were not a school nerd. Now we're the winners. Hey. Ah, Pastor Shante, you've not come to meet me with your dissertation. Where are you? See this girl. She thinks lockdown freed her. Yeah? You think lockdown freed you? Hello, report to the Gold House ASAP. How far? We were doing your, your economics um, dissertation together. What happened? Uh, you want the glory for yourself, isn't it? I know you. You want the glory for yourself. This is what happened. I sat Binta's masters. Hello, if Ebon is online, please. All those from Avermouth. The whole of SPAC Nation, we all did Pastor Binta's masters. Oh, Binta, are you online? Huh. Pastor Binta gave me her masters. I was there cracking my head doing the finance, the Excel sheet. <laughs> Say you're coming. Mm. You better be here, Shantae. Don't play games with me. There are people that I'm going to have their pictures up in my office. The next gold house will be so amazing and powerful. I'll have all my ladies, all my daughters, all my sons, all, all, of, their, all of their achievements. So Pastor Shantae, degree, picture, Dr. Alicia, 100 billion percent. You see Alicia's one? <laughs> That's been a journey, you know. <laughs> me and Alicia have done that journey. Um, Sandra, oh my days, you guys know me and Sandra, I love to fight Sandra when she misbehaves, but you see her, that her PhD will be on my wall as well. I love to flog Sandra when she does nonsense things, it's, but her PhD, 100 billion percent. Who's this, Golden, Golden Boy Cash? Yeah, I call PK Cash now, the spirit of Cash has overflowed on that guy. If you call him Cash, money just starts appearing around you, try it. Don't call him PK. Just say, hey, Cash, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, then Binta deleted. So I stayed up. I stayed up, right? <laughs> I stayed up writing the finance bit, doing the Excel sheet. She was doing this. Listen, Pastor Binta has a master's in entrepreneurship. Don't be fooled. This girl has big... Um, <laughs> she has a serious certificate, you know. A master's in entrepreneurship. That finance bit was not easy. Imagine me staying up doing the financial forecast for someone who's doing a master's in entrepreneurship. And then I gave it to Binta. She said, oh, thank you, Pastor Ho. You know she calls me Pastor Ho, not Pastor Ho. Thank you, Pastor Ho. Da, 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 da. And already, this is, no, Min Ho. She said Min Ho. At that time, it was still the Min Ho guy. I know that guy, his own temperament level was on another thing so as she's there thanking me i'm getting more angry that she's even thanking me so i'm like don't thank me say my name properly and she's like oh minho minho whatever and then she took it home and then the next day i'm seeing messages on my phone uh sir we need to talk something happened i just thought 
that's your own problem. I've spent a good week writing something for you. I don't even want to see you. Then there was Thursday service. She came looking so humble. <laughs> looking so humble. Min Ho, I need your help. You're not going to be happy with me. You know when she does that? I don't know if you guys know Pastor Vincent, but she does this thing. You're not going to be happy with me. You're not going to be happy with me. And then she's doing one laugh. <laughs> There's a laugh she does. I don't know if you guys know Pastor Vincent. There's a laugh she does. And she's crying and laughing at the same time. And that thing used to infuriate me. It was not cute at all. So I'm not, I'm not hearing it and going, oh, I'm thinking, finish what you're saying. Then she showed me her laptop. By the way, the laptop is a brick laptop. And I warned her, I said to her, this laptop is not right for this thing you're doing. Let's just buy you a laptop. She was there saying, no, she's fine. She even mentioned, the, she's the song she mentioned that will buy her the laptop, but I won't, I won't embarrass her on this, but, but Ebon, you know who it is, right? Who she, she says, the person, uh -huh. Ebon knows, Pastor Ebon knows the person. Uh -huh. The laptop never came. The laptop never came. Guess what, guys? The whole financial forecast that I did overnight, her laptop could not save it. Her laptop could not save it, so the whole thing deleted. I went so mad on Pastor Benta. You've not seen me mad before, you know. <laughs> I went so mad on Pastor Benta that day. I swore, I said, I swear I'm not going to do it for you again. She was begging me, please, please, please. <laughs> Pastor Benta is very annoying when she's begging you because it's like you're angry thinking, why are you humble enough to beg though? Because you should be angry that I'm abusing you. She don't care. She don't care. She's... She just wants to achieve that result. In the end, I think Pastor Faith and I combined and a few other people, we all combined and did the thing. She passed. Graduated. <laughs> that's, a, that's a story, right? So a lot of you guys will be on my wall. I believe um, some most of the Love House girls. I've, I've put in work on Love House girls. Those, those pictures are coming to my office. People who come into my future office and be like, okay, what's going on? I said, yeah, these, you see all these guys? I did that. Ha <laughs> ha, I did that. That's how I was, <laughs> I'll just be pointing at all of <laughs> Okay, guys, really love you guys. Love spending time with you guys online. And I'm so happy that the Lord was able to give us a word. Pio, I must be on that wall. Oh, yeah, let's do it. But you have to tell me what you're studying, though, if I can, if I can be there to help you. I'm coming with laptop and notepad. Shantae, you've been saying this. I think you're running away from me because last time I really clamped on you, you know. I really did clamp on you. But we had fun. I think we had fun. I will see you tomorrow. Kim, come. It's, a, it's lockdown. Where am I going? I'm here. I'm here. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. Yes, I did. I picked, actually, yeah, I picked Deborah's, um, as her, her, I picked her, what it's called, her subject. I think it was me and Pastor Alex that picked for you, isn't it? Me and Pastor Alex picked your subject. For all of you who I used to pick, who else did I pick? I picked Alicia, Alicia Dr. Alicia picked your own, I believe. Who else? I've picked people's things, you know. Don't be like Pastor Faye, where I picked for him and he said no. He laughed at me. Listen, guys, that Pastor Faye Pierce guy, I picked his um, degree for him. He did, he did, without his mustache, he did, ha, 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 sir. Uh, so, I, so I can't do that, you know.
I can't do that. So I, 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 I looked at him and I thought, am I actually hearing this? He's like, <laughs> so, uh, so don't, don't worry, so I'm going to do um, this one. And I'm looking at him, I'm thinking, wow, Super Mario, you, you're, you ate some mushrooms, you got bold. But it's fine now. Me and him are best friends. We're very strong friends. There's nothing you can say to me about Pastor Faye. That guy is strong. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ace this stuff. I'll, I'll tell you guys how it goes. And, um, and then me and Cash will chill today. Yo, Cash, when are you coming down? Sounds like some American black movie. Yo, Cash, when are you coming down? Pastor Luigi, free him. Okay, guys, I love you all very much. Um, and I'll leave the rest of the day to you guys. I've still got time to just go refresh myself, maybe about 35 minutes. And then after that, I'll do all my call-outs to some of you. Pastor Shante and the rest of you guys who are my students, please make sure you come and see me as soon as possible. We started this journey together. We will end together. I must have your plaques on my wall. I must do. Eben was too old for me to have her plaque. But I've put in work on Pastor Eben. I've put in work on... Me and Pastor Eben, we go, we go back. We go back. We go back. From when she was very shy. But now she's, you know... So... But she's already completed all herself. If not, a lot of you guys would be on my wall. How many of you guys know I sent Pastor Mariam to uni? How many of you guys know... I sent Pastor Mariam to uni. How many of you guys know that? But then after much begging, you know Pastor Mariam, after much begging, she said, yeah, yeah. You see, mysteries of this life. She wouldn't want me to say this. Mysteries of this life, no, goodness. What she did was she came to cry in front of me almost every day. Almost every day. Yes, I sent Pastor Mariam to uni to study marketing or something like that, social media, something sharp. Literally sent her, like, hey, you, you're doing uni. And she said, oh, so you have to do it. Yeah. And she came back saying, sir, please, because You know all that skinny girl in transit that I've been watching? She did all this thing to me. Please, please, sir, please, please, please. I'll so, I'll do anything. I just said, come out of there, man. Just come out. <laughs> Another person I sent to uni, I sent Alex to uni. Alex is meant to do PhD. I even told Alex, Alex, you're gonna do a PhD. So I need you to be called Dr. Alex. Dr. Alex Kenlock. He's another guy, he did her. <laughs> sir. <laughs> sir. You know when they do that thing? <laughs> sir. Sir, you know, my seat has gone up this month. <laughs> Okay, so, um, where do you see me, sir? Where do you see me, sir? Well, what do you mean? Get to school, my friend. Yeah, Dr. Kendall. I wanted him, Dr. Alex. You know his full name, Dr. Alexander? It sounds very clean, professional. Dr. Alexander Kendall. You will listen to that person. You will invest, Sha. Sir. sir. They like him and, him and that crew, they like doing that laugh to me. Sir. And when I hear that laugh, I just know I want to do my thing. So I said, okay, please, let's do your thing. That sounds like something out of a movie. 
what the Pastor Mariam one? I sent Pastor Mariam to school. I've sent loads of people to school. What have I sent to school? Jaden uh, is going to be in school for a long time. If if Jaden Jaden listen to me, listen to me, Jaden. If you try and get excluded from school, the 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 fire and furnace of school I will create in this house. You wish you wish your school will take you back. You better stay in that school, Mister Two Thousand and Seven. That's right. Mr. 2007, born in 2007. If you ever, sir, try and get yourself a school in school, the fire of school. Do you know what I'm going to do? One day you'll be with Dr. Alicia. One day you'll be with Pastor Karima. One, I will just call all the, all the big boy educational people in Pulse. You, every day you'll be dedicated to them. You want school to take you back. <laughs> he said, no, I won't. Come on. You know he's just forming. You guys know me. I never say anything I won't do. Lord, the difference sounds mad. <laughs> yeah. BK, I believe BK. Well, BK and her mom and I always discuss her school. So many people. I'm so involved in with you guys' school stuff. So don't let someone tell you... Um, Spark Nation just cares about we we're we're so excellent in Spark Nation so excellent we do you guys remember that every summer I also do the grades thing I need to know your grades and all those stuff then I need to know your leader I need to know your grades and I need to know your leader How, do you guys remember that we can't do that now because COVID has just shut down the whole stuff but I used to say show me your grade now who's your leader. Shantae, like that. I used to do like that. So for people like Dr. Alicia, we say, oh yeah, what's your mark? Did you pass the master's? Okay, who's your leader? Then she said, Peel. Then everybody will clap for me. You know, I only, my people always results. Aliyah Gordon, I put Aliyah Gordon in school as well. Uh, Aliyah Gordon, the, what's your result from that course? Da, 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 da. Who's your leader? Peel. And everybody will clap for me again. Yeah. I think I'm going to hijack Thomas from Pastor Alex so I can have a clean record this summer. People like Deborah and Co. Results day. I need to hijack some smart kids so that I will just come out on top. Love house, beware. Your leader is going to be under the microscope. You guys better come with banging grades. Tofumi. <laughs> PK said, I've already hijacked him. Said, no, please. I know what your plan is. Um, for Thomas, no, leave Thomas alone. Who remembers James? Who's that? Evans James. Evans James, great. I think some something strange happened to that Evans James guy. Anyway, it's another strange story, right? But we do that. It's excellence. It's all excellence. The the investing back into people. If you got someone who's following you, a young person, three G, whatever, find out what they're doing. So oh, I'm just uh, a trader. I'm just a trader. I'll, I'll tell them, you know, the next young person that just told me, I'm just a trader. I'm going to book a flight for you to my village in Nigeria, in Anambra State. There's so many traders there and they're better than you. They're better than you. So you better just go school, get something. There's boys in Nigeria that are, they can flip. If you give them one pound trading account, 24 months, one million. I'm a trader and you're in London. Never. I'm just a trader. I'm just a player. Go get something, sir. Go and get something. I said 3G. I'm not talking about my boys like Stephen and Cole. Those ones are gifted. Those ones are 
strong soul snatchers. I said you are 3G in London. You're 3G occupied by you in London. And all you're telling me is I'm a trader. Her problem. I will take you to Alhambra State and you will see real traders there. You will see them. Dr. Maddie is in uni, by the way. I hope you guys know that. She's not just a trader. Please tell these 3Gs. Of course. I will tell them. Daniel is there in Babylon, learning book. <laughs> you're here telling me that you're opening trading account. Go and learn your book, sir. Pick it up. Take up a Saturday or a part-time job and go to school. That is the logic. Or you can come to PO School of Life. That one is even tougher than school. People like Charlie are enrolled there. Charlie's a lifetime student. He's one of my new lifetime students. I, I have a plan for Charlie. It's similar to what I've done with Pastor Alex. It's lifetime mentorship. You know those people that when they grow up, they'll be, it'll be hard to explain to their kids, okay, dad, why is our granddad black? Charlie will have a whole story for him. Okay, so what the real thing that happened to me is I didn't start a story. I have a plan for that young man. So I'm a student of life. Shut up. You say crazy things. Go away. Go away. Okay. Lord, this is my story. <laughs> Shantae, I'm not playing with you, you know. I did do that paper with you, economy. We did that paper together. We are finishing together. Guys, be excellent and look. Be thirsty for something. Be thirsty for something. It's 11 and I'm going to leave you now. Be thirsty for something, okay? Always add and then let the Holy Spirit teach you. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. So you don't need to worry about the Holy Spirit's subject matter. He just knows everything. But you see now, now that you know he knows everything, then go and be doing your own as well. So that when, as he's there and you're fellowshiping with him, remember the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the sweet fellowship. So when you're fellowshiping with the Holy Spirit, he won't get bored. Oh, some of you, do you know why the Holy Spirit don't talk to you? Do you know why? You're boring. You're boring. Two-minute convo, the Holy Spirit is, is flowing and then he, he mentions something. He's like, oh, so do you know about da-da-da-da? And then you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Man knows that still. Man knows that still. And he's like, is it? Yeah, tell me about it then. And you're like, Nah, 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 man. I didn't finish. I didn't, I didn't finish reading it, car. Like I was busy. <laughs> Next person, he moves on. He moves on. So you'd be wondering how does Pastor Toby fellowship with the Holy Spirit for so long? Subject matters. Subject matters. They're just vibing and talking and vibing and talking and vibing and laughing. Ha <laughs> and vibing and talking. You know, you know when you got that kind of winning relationship where you can even laugh with the Holy Spirit. Ha. <laughs> And he's like, what? No, no, serious? That kind of vibe. But for some of you guys, it's serious, oh, Holy Spirit, please. Please. Oh, help me. <laughs> There's nothing to say. You don't know nothing. How do you think the Holy Spirit can tell me about fraud? Because we're already chatting. We're saying, I'm saying things. And he's like, okay, let's get to this subject. But your own is just, I need your help, Lord. Oh, I've fallen short of your mercy. <laughs> A thousand times I've said, Still your mercy, really. And you love that song. A thousand times I've failed. That's your like your favorite track. When it comes up, you're like this. Still your mercy, 
that's because oh, your only subject matter with Holy Spirit is forgiveness. He's he, the guy has been talking forgiveness since the beginning of time. Adam, forgiveness. Then he met you thinking that we'll say something different. Then you took him into that forgiveness talk again. Come on. Don't do this, guys. It said the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Huh? Sweet fellowship, as in you can jest. <laughs> yeah, Shantae, get a new song. I'm playing. It's an amazing song. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's an amazing song. But I'm just saying, extend your, your subject matter, what you guys can fellowship on. Hmm? So you're listening to SoundCloud and you're hearing what PT is saying, but Holy Spirit is whispering something else to you to go with that thing. And you're like, nah, you did that. Right, nah, you did that. Cool, I'm taking it that. But some of you, he can't tell you nothing. He can just tell you, oh, summer house or some um, custom house. <laughs> uh, what's going on in the custom house? <laughs> Uh, I've had fun with you guys this morning. I'm just playing because the, I know the exam is easy. By the way, guys, this is not like some rocket science thing. They ask you questions like this. Let me, let me just you guys one of my questions. If you see acid on the floor, if you see acid on the floor, what do you do to it? Do you clean it up or do you continue working? I'm like, come on, who's going to answer... I'm thinking, who fails this thing? <laughs> who fails this exam? Do you uh, work next to it? Do you put a wire into it? Or do you clean it up? And I'm like, mm -hmm. <laughs> No, seriously, that was all the questions I was practicing last night. And I was annoying me. Because every practice paper I did, I was just getting 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10. But I have to do it because the instructor was like, they... They check if you studied or not. So I have to fake study. I'll just click next, 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 next. <laughs> Sam says you'd be surprised. I think you work around it. Imagine, and then you, you know, yeah, you know, there's people who answer that. They work around it, then you slip into the acid. It's crazy. But yeah, 11 a.m., I'm going to leave you guys to it. Just say goodbye to me. You're not going to see me till Monday, of course, because it's Friday. Enjoy your bank holiday, guys. Cheers to you. Cheers to everybody. And see you guys on Saturday. We will have a live Periscope of the haircut. The haircut will be live on Periscope. But it will be just for Paul's family. Okay. So I will make it a nation chat. Don't worry. So cheers to you all. Cheers to Pastor Christian. Hear, hear. Pastor KB. Hear, hear. <laughs> Evan James. Howdy. This guy's gonna, he's gonna know me. He wants to annoy me to make me say something, but I'm gonna be the big man today, James. I'm not even gonna reply to you. I'm just gonna wake up and see you in my living room on the chair with the bobbing bib already on you, as in no stress, please. James, I'm taking my bulldog. I'm taking my what? Bulldog today. <laughs> what a new do rag ready for tomorrow. Can't wait to see your gifted skills. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Shante, thank you. I need to see you. Don't run away with your assignment. We started it. 
we're gonna finish it. And the rest of you guys, Deborah, people who have been working on, on their school stuff, we're approaching that time. We're approaching that time. Okay, thank you very much, Hannah. Have an amazing day, Mr. Hannah. Hannah, stop talking louder. You, you talk like you're asking questions. Hi, is my name Hannah? I'm, my name is Hannah. I think I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a woman. Like you, come on, be bold, my dear. Your pulse, your your POs people, be strong, be bold. Okay, uh -huh. Nobody can do nothing to you. Please, don't you see how I am? Be strong. Don't like I. I welcome the human being that can be born that will make me afraid. I'm I'm still waiting for that man to exist that will make me afraid. I'm still waiting. He's not been born yet. I don't think there's a man born of a woman. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. See you all later. Have a great day. Bye-bye.